Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, or whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. And I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Otherwise known as Bruce. Coming to you live today, again, talking about sports ball. If you're catching this on the podcast, you missed the live recording. We record typically live Saturday mornings broadcast on YouTube. So if you want more timely sports ball action, you can listen to it there. If you want better edited sports ball action, you listen to it here on the podcast. Well, we took a week off of uh, sports ball podcasting in part because our favorite team took a week off. Not that it did them any good. And then we came back last week to a horrible game of horribleness, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Honestly, I'm just going to be here talking about how upset I am about our teams. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm going to be doing here because I just I, I don't have an enemy to watch it bad sports anymore. I just I just can't. <laughs> All right. So by week. LSU played Ole Miss and beat them right pretty handily. So LSU is winning the West. I'm gonna let that sink in. Right, LSU is winning the West. <laughs> a team with a new coach coming out of Notre Dame, a team that we have spent no we have spared no expense in making fun of over the years <laughs> for being massively overrated. <laughs> spared no expense. Spared no expense. Brian Kelly has really shaped up. LSU since that first game because the first game was awful. They lost bad to a bad team, very similar to our second game. And since then, they seem to have rebounded. So they're doing really well. So I'm just going to get to it. Texas A&M played South Carolina last weekend, and it was awful. It was a close game the entire game. It was in South Carolina. We've never lost to them. We were 8-0 against them. We play them pretty much every year. Every year we've been in the SEC, we've played South Carolina. They're an Eastern Conference team, so we're not like required to play them. But they are one of the easier Eastern Conference teams, which is saying something because the Eastern <laughs> Conference is mostly easy teams. You got Vanderbilt and Kentucky and South Carolina and Tennessee, although Tennessee's good this year. Florida's off and on. And then Georgia. And Georgia's you know kind of a powerhouse. So it's usually Florida and Georgia or Georgia and somebody else. And this year, it looks like it's Georgia and Tennessee. So we played it at, at South Carolina. You know, we had a really terrible opener. The first quarter was pretty much all South Carolina. They literally, on the kickoff, ran the ball back for a touchdown. So we were seven points in the hole two minutes into the game. <laughs> or not even two minutes. Three seconds <laughs> into the game. You know, as long as it took that guy to run from one side of the field to the other. They managed to score another touchdown in the first quarter. We looked pretty bad. The second quarter is really where we came alive and we started coming back. We got all the way back to by the half. It was 17 to 14 and uh, we got the ball in the second half. We were doing well. Uh, We drove it down. I think we were like 23, 24 kind of a range. We weren't looking great, but we weren't looking bad. And the momentum was definitely on our side. Uh, It was very clear that we were driving. We were going to make and into the fourth quarter. We were going to close this out. We were going to end up winning this game. Uh, and then, of course, on a drive, I think around the five minute mark, Haynes King injures himself. Shock. And I say it that way because he threw the ball and then after the throw hit the ground. And what happened was it's a baseball injury. He overextended his arm because he was running with his chest to the sideline. So he was running towards the sideline and throwing downfield, trying to make a first down. And so he, his whole body overextended as he's trying to do that. And his shoulder, something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> something snapped. I'm not a doctor. So 
he came out of the game after that. I didn't watch this because I mean I, I've seen the train wreck coming. Yeah, they've just been all the way through. You know, the season it's just been unimpressive after unimpressive after unimpressive. Yeah, Arkansas game was a wild game, but really we probably should have lost that game. <laughs> yeah, we should have. It was a fluke that they hit the top of that the upright. Not just hit the upright, the very tippy top, like it's like hitting the top of a straw. <laughs> yeah, that was a fluke. If they if they had not done that, they would have won. It's it was not. It was a chip shot. Because I would think it was from the 30, 35. So they should have won that game. Theoretically, because it wasn't at the very, very end when they missed that, we still could have, we still had a two minutes. So there was still a possibility of a two minute drill coming back and win. But either way, that's, that's conjecture about a game, you know, eight weeks ago now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I've just been completely out of it. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that my fandom's strong, but it's just, I've been hit too much this past year. (laughs) I've been an a and fan forever. I suffered through the year where we lost, I think it was four games by five points total. We were losing to teams by one point, literally. And we did that three times. And then one game we lost by two points. If we'd won those games, we would have won the Big 12. But we didn't. We lost all those by one point, And so we were, you know, eight and four. Like we always are. It's just part of being an A&M fan. It sucks. <laughs> so, so for me, it's not just being. It's not just because it's being an A and M fan. It's being an A and M fan, a Browns fan, a Guardians fan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just every team I watch, and I'm like, God, can at least one of them be good? Just one of them. <laughs> just one of them. So uh, Wegman goes in. So Wegman's our red shirt. No, he's not a red shirt freshman. He's a true freshman. He's um, one of the top quarterback prospects in the nation. I believe he was a five-star recruit. He looked good. Yeah. No, flat out. He looked good. He wasn't clicking on all cylinders, shockingly, because he wasn't playing with the starting team, but he didn't throw an interception. He made several completions. We just, they weren't rocking on all cylinders and we lost the momentum when King went out. And so we, we lost that drive and we couldn't get another drive back. We did have a chance. We actually, we did get another drive back. We drove down far enough to get up because at that point we had to get two scores and it could be any combination. So we went with the field goal first, onside kick, try to get a touchdown. And it worked. Like we got the onside kick back. We had about a minute and a half left. Wegman was able to drive us down to about the 50. He made a couple really big plays. Well, H.A. made a couple big plays. Let's stop on that for a quick second and talk about that across football, both college and professional, the onside kick is working this year. That right there tells you the breakdown in football because the onside kick is the Hail Mary of of special teams maneuvers that shouldn't work 90% of the time. And it has worked well beyond 90% of the time this this year. (laughs) Yeah. Beyond the 10% that it should work, I should say. Yeah. It it just, oh. Yeah. It didn't end up playing out for us. We had a couple shots. One was just short of the end zone. Well, just short. It's about 15, 20 yards. Uh, It ended up being an incomplete pass. And then the second shot was going to be a full-blown Hail Mary into the end zone. But one of the defenders jumped up, knocked the ball down. So that was it. That was game. Uh, We'd never lost to South Carolina before. It sucked. (laughs) Our games are usually tough against them. They are. And you wouldn't think that they should be. And that's the part that always makes me nervous when we play South Carolina. I'm like... They shouldn't be as tough as they are because it's South Carolina. Like no one usually talks about them until the AM game comes around because they look better <laughs> than they should <laughs> against AM. Well, you know, South Carolina has a tendency to come out strong and then fade. That was the the classic Sumlin game where they were up by like 20 some odd points. And then we came back and beat them. 
in the fourth quarter. It's been typical of our games in South Carolina that they come on strong. It's very it's very similar to how AM was under Kevin Sumlin, which was we 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 score first and, and a lot and then don't do anything in the third third and fourth quarter. That's stereotypical South Carolina. That was very similar to what played out. I mean, they did a little more in part because our defense, they're still young and they're still trying to find themselves, I think, in a lot of ways. I will say our defensive coordinator did manage to put four men on the line more often than not, which was a a breath of fresh air from the three-man coverage we were trying to do. The problem with the three-man, so conceptually, you have three men running, rushing the passer uh, on your defensive side that theoretically gives you more folks in the backfield to stop him from throwing, to cover men, to make tackles to knock balls down, uh, whatever you want. The problem is that doesn't work well against a run game, A, which it's the SEC. Everybody has a run game. (laughs) And B, our guys aren't good enough to stop the pass. They're just not there yet. And so what you end up giving the other team's offense is the ability to do a run game and the ability to do a pass game without a whole lot of interference from our defense. <laughs> when you break it down, we don't have a defense because we can't stop the run. We can't stop the pass. And that's all that there is in football. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've said this the last two times we've talked about sports. It doesn't matter if you're a new coach. This is the SEC. You got to be able to hit the ground running and you have to be good enough to play in the SEC. Yeah. I don't know how we ended up with the guy that we ended up with, but somebody messed up. We had a guy at LSU who's the defensive coordinator there, and I assume he left because he. I thought he was doing fine. Mm-hmm. We end up with a new guy. That's. I, I got to look into it. I probably won't because I don't care that much, but I might. <laughs> At this point, you can't really care that much because, I mean, the season's over, more or less. So, yeah, the real elephant in the room, though, is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's possibly the worst offensive line in the entirety of the SEC. Which is saying And I am including Vanderbilt and Missouri. Uh-huh. Missouri only managed to beat Vanderbilt 17 to 15, 14 this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this last weekend. People were considering it a bye week for both teams <laughs> just because <laughs> they're just so bad. I would say there was at least one false start every drive, maybe two. There were eight eight or nine false starts for the entire game. Jeez. One of the touchdowns South Carolina scored in the first five minutes of the game. So after running the ball all the way across the field and scoring, they then kick off to us. We have the ball in the 20. The center hikes it early for some reason. It bounces off of Haynes King's knee into one of the defensive lineman's hands, and he runs the ball in for a touchdown. Sorry, I was just looking at the SEC standings and trying to ponder how it is that we are ranked just above Arkansas, even though they have more overall wins. But the fact is, is that our one conference win was against Mm -hmm. Arkansas, so therefore we are ranked above Arkansas. That's because we beat them. Right. <laughs> that's why that's why we're ranked higher than them. Right. Yeah. So the only reason we're not in dead last is because we beat the team that's in dead last. Yeah. Other than that, we should be below Arkansas because they have one win more than we do. But yeah, the offensive line literally gave up a touchdown in the first quarter by hiking the ball bad, bouncing it off of Haynes King's knee into the defensive lineman's hands, and he ran it in for a touchdown. That was not the only bad hike. The guy can't I don't know what he's doing, but he's high, he's low, he's all over the place, he's hiking it to A-chain sometimes. It boggles my mind. I'm like, what are you, you have literally two jobs. The first is to hike the ball correctly, and the second is 
to stop the guy in front of you. It's not like the other guys who are taking people coming from weird directions. You're literally in the middle. (laughs) You really have one job. Hike the ball and stand there. Those two things, the constant false starts, linemen popping up. And part of the problem was noise, right? South Carolina, very noisy crowd. Same thing with Mississippi State, very noisy crowd. But the, the God's honest truth, you should be training under those conditions. Right. Because this is the SEC. The crowds are f***ing crazy. (laughs) They're all crazy. They're all crazy. Right. Because everybody wants to beat up on everybody. (laughs) And then everybody wants to murder Alabama. Yeah. That's how it works in the SEC. Kill everybody, but murder Alabama. Murder Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. So the expectation should always, always, always be, I can't, I'm not going to be able to hear my quarterback. And so you should set up your hiking schemes for that. Right. And your go schemes, because that was the part of the linemen. You had linemen popping up like the, the right tackle would just pop up suddenly. And you look around like, I, I thought we hiked the ball. And you're just like, I this is some Bush League bull <laughs> right here. Well, yeah, it's timing. Yeah. Like you should have the cadence down. You should have the timing down. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you should be practicing. Like that's the biggest part of practice that you should have is the timing. Because like you said, you know, you're going to have a crowd. You know that you could practice a, a, a route all you want, an organized play all you want, but you know that in a game that's basically almost useless. Yeah. I mean, on the off chance that the defense does exactly what you think they're going to do, you're more or less training for, one, the timing, because you know you won't be able to hear the quarterback, and two, how to deal with the unexpected. Yeah. We've got a massive overall coaching problem. Our O-line coach is awful. Our defensive coach seems to be learning but still not great. And we don't have an offensive coordinator. So the only person I can blame is Jimbo Fisher. Come on, Jimbo. Because he's in charge of all of them. Because he's in charge of all of them. We have a coaching problem. He's the great recruiter. We've got the number one recruiting class, blah, 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 blah. How about using those skills to get us some coaches? (laughs) Right, exactly. Go get an offensive coordinator. Get a good defensive coordinator. And I would think that he's more likable than Nick Saban. I got no idea. I'm going to guess yes. But... (laughs) (laughs) That he's more likable than the guy who complains about other people trying to win, even though he's won more titles than anybody else in the SEC right now. Yeah. The crazy part is so much looked better in that game. Our receiving core looks so across the board. Muhammad looked better. Stewart looked better. Brown looked better. Wegman looked good. You know, our third string quarterback was throwing strikes. I mean, he was throwing both the short ball and the and the medium ball. Didn't get to see him throw the long ball because, you know, the defense was all over him because offensive line, um, <laughs> you know, our our defense was doing better. They really were. <sighs> I really do feel like we could have won that game if Haynes King had stayed in. I think we would have kept the momentum and done it. I think <clears throat> with Wegman out or with Wegman coming in, there were just, just too many questions. But we'll see. I don't know what tonight's going to look like. We're playing Ole Miss, I believe, at home. We've always got a chance. I'm going to watch it because AM's always the perpetual underdog, almost no matter what. Yeah. And so when we win, it feels amazing. And when we lose, it's like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Just try not to have any hope. That's the key. The key is not to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to not watch that way when my my girlfriend's father asked me what happened to AM. I go, I don't know. I didn't even watch because he, he follows Ohio State and every week for them it's not really a i don't know of one single game that they play where it's been an actual game because it's clearly that anybody they play isn't worth anything no iowa iowa was a game for about 
a quarter and a half, I would say. And then they fell apart hard. Mm-hmm. Ohio State just ran away with it. So that was last week. I'm going to say Texas lost to OSU. So it was a good football weekend last week, even though we <laughs> lost, we didn't have a, you know, we didn't play. Alabama destroyed Mississippi State because they were coming off their loss from Tennessee, which is funny because last year Alabama played Mississippi State after losing to us. <laughs> And so Mississippi State gets the beatdown. And yes, Mississippi State did manage to score a single touchdown in the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> so it was like 30-something to six. Like I said, Mizzou and um, Vanderbilt played. That was a close game. Uh, looking ahead to the rest of the season. So we've got Ole Miss. We've got Florida. We've got Missouri. We've got University of Massachusetts. And then we've got LSU. We're three and four. Yeah. You have to win... Six games to be bowl eligible. The way I see this playing out is two ways. Either we go down like bitches, like Texas did last year, <laughs> and we, we end up with five wins because Texas lost to, well, I think it was West Virginia, I think, and they, they ended up not being bowl eligible. Or we go down like LSU last year, and we beat LSU at the last moments in the game in College Station, and that makes us bowl eligible because that's exactly what happened to LSU. If LSU hadn't beat us last year, they wouldn't have been bowl eligible, uh, but they did beat us. They got them their six six game. That's from a just how life tends to work perspective. I think that's probably more likely, <laughs> just because it's crazier. And the way I see it playing out, we'll somehow beat Ole Miss and LSU and UMass and lose to Florida and Auburn, who are looking awful this year. Auburn especially. And if there's one game I want us to win for the rest of the season, it's Florida. Why? Because my sister went to Florida, so that's a fun rivalry game. But Yeah, if there's one win I want to get, it's LSU because I hate LSU because <laughs> I lived in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you... Uh... <laughs> Are well acquainted with somebody who went to LSU. She doesn't like LSU. Really? (laughs) The school that gave her a doctor? She likes the vet school. Ah, Don't get me wrong. It's a good school. Their fans are just... Let me put it this way. Much like Alabama, most of the LSU fans never went to LSU. Really? Oh, yeah. LSU is very much the state's football team. Oh, So it's Louisiana's football team. Like... More way more so than like the Saints. Right. The Saints are kind of like this New Orleans thing, New Orleans thing. But the entirety of the boot that is Louisiana roots for LSU. And they're also very good at recruiting within LSU. So most of their players are from Louisiana. A lot of their players are from Louisiana. It is a big time thing to be an LSU fan, even if you never went to LSU. None of your relatives went to LSU. You've never even been to Baton Rouge. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Where Baton Rouge is, is in near Cajun country. So a lot of the people who show up to the games start drinking at four in the morning. <laughs> they took their two hour break, stopped drinking at two, and then they start drinking it at four. So they're not necessarily the nicest, calmest of people sometimes. <laughs> Like, for instance, I would never go to an LSU uh, LSU A&M game in Baton Rouge unless I had like a box that I could just sit in for the entire hour (laughs) after the game and then sneak out. No matter if we won or lost, doesn't matter. The chance of me getting beaten up because I'm wearing uh, Texas A&M stuff doesn't matter if we win or lost. It's there. (laughs) I'm going to have some sort of disguise to get out alive. So. Yeah, so that's the game I want to win. But who knows? I I honestly don't know. I don't know if we're going to be with King, if we're going to be with Wegman. Wegman looked good. King was looking better. As a team, they are looking better. But if they can't get over the O-line issues, 
it's a done deal. We're done. Cause that is, it's something Jimbo says constantly is in the SEC, you have to win the line. If you can't win the line, you can't win. Right. And that's something we did so well two years ago when we were, you know, ranked five and they kept us out of going to the college football playoffs. ESPN sons of <laughs> that we won the line. We were able to win the line in the games we played. Yeah, it's, I guess I'm done ranting. I'm good. <laughs> we can move on to the the NFL. Again, it's not like it's any better for me in the NFL than it is in college. And I just, I just can't take it. I just, I, I just, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys played the Eagles. We were still on Cooper Rush. Uh, decided Dak Prescott wasn't fully back yet. We lost, but it was a close game the whole game. It was a very low scoring game. Defense. It was defense. The Cowboys offense with Cooper Rush is just not as good as the Eagles offense with uh, Jalen Hurts. That's effectively what it came down to. The defenses were pretty much matched, I would say. And so we, you know, Cowboys lost that game. It wasn't heartbreaking. I mean, I hate losing to the Eagles. Don't get me wrong. I really hate losing to Washington, though. So we beat them. So I'm I'm more okay with that. So (laughs) not as big of a deal that we lost to them. Last weekend was the Lions. So Dallas playing in Dallas. It was... Prescott's first week back. So coming back, he was rusty. Flat out. His first two series, well, his first series went three and out. His second series, I think he got a first down before going out. <laughs> like it was very slow, <laughs> slow start. No, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of rhythm. The Lions, who have the worst uh rush defense in the league, were constantly stopping both Pollard and Zeke. There were multiple occasions where we were rushing for it was third down and one or third and two. And we rushed the ball and they were able to stop, stop Zeke. Wow. And it didn't seem to matter up the middle, off to the side, you know, trying to run around. Doesn't matter what we did. They could stop it. And that was the whole game that went into the third quarter. I don't know how or why or what the Lions did to, to hype up their defense, but they were able to stop the, the rush. Uh, not so much the pass. <laughs> CD <laughs> Lamb, Brown, not so much Gallup. Gallup didn't get as many targets. But our tight end did quite a bit. He really is Dak Prescott's kind of safety blanket. I mean, and that's that's honestly a healthy relationship because that was the same thing between Tom Brady and, and Gronk. If Tom Brady had to dump the ball to somebody, it was going to Gronk. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's the thing about tight ends. If they manage to catch the ball, which a lot of times they do, they're tough to bring down because they're linemen, effectively, right. <laughs> who are also running. <laughs> And catching. Uh-huh. So the Lions game, it was rough. It was like six to three going into the half. Uh, Lions six, Dallas three. Third quarter was still a lot of stops and starts, and then the fourth quarter we Dallas exploded. Like the la- even even just the last ten minutes of the game, eight minutes of the game, Dallas exploded. We scored like two touchdowns, quick succession. One of the kickoffs or punt returns we got from. Uh, the Lions, we got, we ran it back to like this, like 60 yards. Like we almost got it. Like we had broken one more tackle. He would have been in the end zone. Parsons was effective. That's always the problem. They, they tend to double or triple team him, but that allows other folks to get in and get sacked. So but we were able to get to the quarterback more. You look at the store and it looks like the Cowboys just beat up the Lions. But we really didn't. It was a real close. (laughs) Lions were winning most of that game. And then in the fourth quarter, we just like slapped them around. It was very much a, okay, Dak is is warmed up and and back and everything. I'll be talking about about the Browns for a little bit. 
we're on a four-game losing streak, and it's going to be five this week because the Browns just suck again. <laughs> and no, we can't blame Baker Mayfield this time, so this is just coming down to the coaches just suck. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. I can't watch this disaster anymore because it's just terrible. I it's just awful. <laughs> and, you know, they, they give you little glimmers of hope and they can't finish a f-ing game to save their lives. The defense doesn't know, you know, it's ass from a, from a manhole. I just, I don't know what else to say about it. Like last week, we played the Ravens. We could have beaten the Ravens, but did we? No, of course not, because that's just not what we do. We can't handle winning. We just can't do it. And, you know, another lawsuit was brought up against Deshaun Watson for sexual assault, basically. And it's turning out that that one's more looking more of like a, a Ponzi scheme, you know, like, like, you know, blackmail kind of thing. But still, it just adds to all of this that there's yet another thing. There's another thing. And this person's hurt. That person's hurt. And this person's, at, you know, playing like shit. <laughs> and it's just it's Cleveland all over again. It's just, it's just Cleveland. And, and you thought you had a chance. You thought you were getting better. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. The fact that Miles Garrett at the beginning of the season said people shouldn't be booing us. Yes, they should, Miles. Yes, they should. They should be booing the shit out of all of you because we we put a lot of faith and a lot of money and a lot of attention into you guys and you guys are way better than your record shows and you're just up (laughs) tell me tell me how you really feel right bruce (laughs) (laughs) i thought that when the guy came out that video with factory sadness and we started coming out of it i thought that was the moment that things were going to change and that the Browns as an organization never wanted to be the team of sadness like, ever again. They'll be the factory of sadness. And it just seems like they don't care. No. They can say they could try. They're trying as hard as they want. They played some bad teams this year. Everybody sucks in the NFL. Everybody. The only people that don't suck this year were the people that sucked last year. <laughs> yep. Except for the Browns. <laughs> I mean, you can hit the Jets. We're doing okay. You got the Eagles are for sake are doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants. Aaron Rodgers is, 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 is Aaron just Rogers sucking falling apart. Russell Wilson, you know, doesn't know who the fuck he is. And Tom Brady's so distracted that he should, and realizing he should have retired 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> they were playing. Who are they playing? I think they were playing the Ravens uh, Thursday night football. And like they were showing Tom Brady won his first like championship when the Ravens quarterback was like born. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was Thursday. Yeah. The Ravens beat him 27 to 22. Yeah. And they just kept showing that. Like they kept showing the comparison of like Tom Brady's like third Super Bowl championship. (laughs) The Ravens quarterback graduates middle school. (laughs) Kind of a thing. Tom Brady lost to the Panthers two the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Not by a little. 21 to 3. 21 to 3. Heck, even Miami looks looks decent this year, which is just... What? <laughs> Miami? What? <laughs> they haven't looked good since Marino. Yeah. NFL's kind of all over the map, folks. Oh, my God. 
and it's not even like good all over the map. It's not like, the, like there's any one person that you know the people are like that's going to be the MVP and this is going to be a great Super Bowl. It's like no, these are terrible games and these other teams are just keep winning these terrible games and the world's upside down. Yeah, <laughs> this is the sign of the end times, folks. <gasps> Droughts out west in the western United States, Russia and North Korea pissing everybody else off, and the great quarterbacks of our time are sucking wind. <laughs> Cats living with dogs. Total mayhem. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> this is going to be when we see the end times. As the Browns play the Buccaneers on November 27th. So Thanksgiving week. We play... We, the, the Browns play the Buccaneers. And if the Browns win that game, that's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. It's all over, That's folks. It. It's all over. That's it. Go go to church. Yep. Jesus is coming back. Yep. <laughs> and he's going to be wearing a Browns jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Always goes for the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that way he can really, really put a pin on what's happening right now. He's wearing a Browns jersey. All right, folks. You know, you know it's serious. I'm wearing this. All right. <laughs> yep. You know the drill. You know the drill. <laughs> okay yeah we could talk about the uh baseball for a quick minute um yeah thank you i want to say thank you Pat, for your for the astros in texas for sweeping the mother new york yankees <laughs> i don't dislike the yankees just because they're good they, they they got some really good players and they are a good team it's just they are so snotty and not just them they're fans too Oh, yeah. And they get so bent out of shape when they lose a game. When they lose. It's like the world has come crashing down. <laughs> yes. They are a fan base and a team that do not deserve to win. Yep. Ever. Because they don't appreciate the wins that they get. Yep. Astros are playing the Phillies. Uh, Verlander was the opener yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, he blew the lead towards the end of the game. And the Phillies mm. took took game one. So game two is tonight. At 7.30, so I'll probably be switching back between that and A&M, depending on how it, the A&M goes, A&M game goes, because they're at the same basic time. This will be the first time that Bryce Harper, who plays for the Phillies, is in the World Series since he got his new contract. And it's been a few years. It's been a couple of years since he got that contract. It might be two years since that particular contract is going to pay off for the Phillies. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> that's a long time to wait. <laughs> man you're gonna end up paying 400 million dollars eventually yeah because it's all guaranteed <laughs> yeah interestingly enough it's turning out to be a good uh year to be a, a philadelphia sports fan because the eagles are doing well the um phillies made it to the world series we'll see how uh the 76ers do someone should go check to see if the mobs come back to philadelphia <laughs> yeah the question mark i don't know does philadelphia have a hockey team yeah the flyers the Flyers, that's right. So the question marks the fly basically the Flyers and the 76ers. How are they going to do this year? Because yeah. the last time we had a triple sweep was Tampa Bay. Because you had Tampa Bay win the World Series. No, they didn't win the World Series. They went to the World Series. Win the World Series. The Bucks won the Super Bowl. Bucks won the Super Bowl and, and the, the Lightning, Lightning won, the Stanley. won Stanley Cup. So yeah. Philadelphia is setting themselves up for a triple play this year because the the all on the East Coast, surprisingly. Yeah, and the Eagles are are six and zero, seven and zero, whatever. They're undefeated, <laughs> despite everybody wanting to win, live on the West Coast. All the superstars come to the play in the East Coast. It's because the West Coast is crazy, and terribly expensive. Oh 
Mm-hmm. You know, my friend went to, uh, not my friend, my cousin went to the Dallas uh, Chargers game. Was it Chargers or Dallas Rams? So Dallas played the Rams in LA. Uh, and there were as many Cowboys fans in that stadium as there were Rams fans. <laughs> but one of the things they did during the game was they, they, Focus the, the Jumbotron camera on celebrities who were in the uh, and like they focused. On, I don't remember who it was. They focused on one and he got like some modest claps. They focused on another and she got like booed by the entire stadium. And then they focused on like one random guy and they just put Steve and the whole like crowd just erupted <laughs> celebrating this random guy over the celebrities. <laughs> God bless America, the land of mob stupidity. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. They know exactly what it is. Like, yeah, let's just have fun with it. But, you know, potentially turning this rando into a celebrity. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So the Cowboys are playing the Bears uh, tomorrow at the noon. The Bears. The Bears. So they have not looked good so far this year. They're four and three. So they have won some games. It's always a question mark, you know. See, the Bears are four and three. Uh, three and four. Sorry, I think I said four and three, but I think they're three and four. The Bears. The mother <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Bears have a better record than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that's where we're at, folks. Yeah, I'm just going to drink pretty heavy tonight, Pat. You might want to prepare yourself. Get your affairs in order. <laughs> Say goodbye to your children. <laughs> hey, neither of us need to die yet. If we're going to die that way, we need to do it on the cruise for your 40th birthday. That's how we need to do this. I don't this. know if I'm going to make it, Pat. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. <laughs> You're going to make it. Pat, Pat, listen, the Chicago Bears are doing better than the Cleveland Browns. I mean. This is nowhere you haven't been before. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my father. I hate my life. I'm going to go pick a fight. (laughs) (laughs) For those that don't know, that was a quote from Wayne's World 2. Yep. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. I'm going to go pick a fight. I'm going to go pick a fight. Uh, Hockey season started. and uh, Yet again, another one of my teams is just sucking wind. The stars look pretty good right now, but, you know, who knows if that'll last. Blue Jackets can't take a lead to save their life, and they are now three and six. Mm. It's rough, man. It's, it's rough. Leaping rough. The only team that's doing well is Arsenal, and they just lost their first Europa game. So Arsenal's always phoning it in. But they're doing really good in the English Premier League, so yeah, fingers crossed. Just so you know, that line, Arsenal's always phoning it in, that's from uh, IT Crowd. Oh really? That's that's the little, they came up with that, that little again. the little bot that lets you talk to football players <laughs> or football fans. Man, Arsenal's always phoning in it because it's always true. Arsenal, come on, play some football. British <laughs> bastards. Like the top of the English league. <laughs> that is a game I will always enjoy watching. Is Arsenal Man U? If I can catch that on Premier League, because that is that is a game with some real hatred. <laughs> it's very similar to the Texas Texas A&M game, which is coming well, back, yeah. baby. So that's the show to to really watch uh is uh Welcome to Wrexham because then you realize that, you know, soccer hooligans aren't just random, you know, violent people. Like they're organized groups of people that literally just do nothing but go out and pick fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It is like Fight Club that's not so secret. <laughs> First rule of this Fight Club is to announce loudly that we're going to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a this is a great but sad episode in Welcome to Wrexham that's about soccer hooligans and this one girl you know is dating the soccer hooligan who's talking about saving money up for the next season because he's banned this season from any soccer matches due to what he's done as a hooligan and she's like is that really such a good idea and like somewhere in the in the interview she's like talking about oh yeah but you know hopefully i could change him i'm like oh this is gonna end badly no that's not gonna <laughs> everyone's Honey. telling her to leave him and then, you know, that and the other thing she's like no 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 this will all work out like it's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> their dedication hard work i have changed your father he is a changed man uh mom he's a changed man <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> uh i will say one right thing before we leave about sports you know just so the people know that i'm not completely sad about sports is that i'm happy to say that i've turned my girlfriend into a baseball fan she asks about players she asks about the team you know and she puts the she listens to the game sometimes or puts it on tv when i'm not home oh wow. so that's been that's been nice that's been a nice experience for me this year um you know despite the the guardians not beating the yankees they took them to five and i don't think that i if i could go back in time i would put money on the guardians taking the New York Yankees to five games in the division series. So uh, yeah, I would have been a very rich man if I'd done that. So that's been a fun experience as far as baseball is concerned and sports in general. So it's not all sad folks. It's not all sad. And it's, it's sports ball. It ebbs and flows. It does. We have good years. We have bad years. We have bad years. We have not quite as bad years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tell you what, the downtimes teach you to why to the, kind of step away from sports at times yeah. it's because you're just like you know you're like that's something if it's not making you happy you could step away from it right it's a game it's yes. ultimately a game yes. played by way overpaid clowns but it's a game <laughs> 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 so well thanks everybody for listening in to our uh our live cast and our podcast remember we are pat and the fat man pat and the if you'd like to go there and leave us comments, feel free. We've got an email address, patentthefatman at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Pat and the Fat Man. And if you'd like to support the podcast, which we would always appreciate because it does cost us money to do this, we figure this might be worth 25 cents or maybe even a dollar a show to you. So uh, just consider that. We're on Patreon. That's how we do it. So uh, Pat and the Fat Man on Patreon. Thanks for listening. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. Yes. Uh, and then record here because why not yeah I know it's in progress I hit the button you don't have to tell me (laughs) not required Siri thank you sci-fi computer that had to be the most annoying thing on on the USS Enterprise 1701D was the computer just repeating the commands back (laughs) (laughs) heading mark 120 mark 2 Heading one two zero mark two. Y- yes, thank you. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> Literally, like the reverse of the Sigourney Weaver from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yep. I have one job on this ship. <laughs> one job, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. 